0: Hey everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated slash Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. Our guest, the world's number one ranked doubles player, Mike Bryan, fresh from winning Wimbledon in the U.S. Open. He did that with Jack Sock. Now he's reuniting with his twin, with Bob, as they head to Australia. This was a uh, a great conversation, uh, owing entirely to uh, the guest, talked about a variety of topics, reuniting with uh your brother, the ambivalence that Mike felt winning grand slams with a different partner, some of the changes in his personal life and um this this was really great conversation. Uh again, owing to Mike and his candor. So uh here he is.
1: Thanks for having me on, bud. Hey, pleasure. How you been? Uh good, you? Everything yeah, yeah. good? Yeah, great, man. Just in my hotel room.
0: Where are you? Awesome. Hotel room. It's uh it's the off season. Uh, I'm
1: yeah, yeah, I'm down hitting with Bob uh, in Miami, so um, I need to spread out uh, in a hotel room, need some space, but yeah, the, getting going, man, starting to hit some balls.
0: Wait, that's a great um, place to, uh, I was I was going to tell you, first of all, that uh, it was, I looked it up, it was like exactly a year ago, your brother came on, and uh, was terrific. And I'm gonna do what your parents oh, okay. your your parents never did this, but I'm gonna pit you guys against each other. So uh Okay, great. You, you gotta compete okay, against buddy. Bob. Um All wait right. th- that's a great place to start though. So you you know, th- there was a time when I suspect you and your brother would not have uh you, you would have been sharing that hotel room. You're you're at a different yeah, point yeah, in your life.
1: Yeah. Different point in the life. Um, you know, Bob's got three kids, he's got his life going on um over there, so gotta give him some space. Um And you know, I need my space too. So we're we're meeting during the day, getting some good hits in, um, hitting the gym, and his hips looking actually pretty good. Um, It's only been three and a half months, and he's hitting the ball pretty well. I was uh, today was like the first audition, and um, he passed the test. (laughs) It was pretty good. Is
0: that how you is that how you looked at it? This was. uh...
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was I was testing him a little bit. I I wanted to see if he could you know explode out to the wide balls and get back for the overhead and. Um, you know, move like an athlete, you know, because, you know, hitting's a different story, but to try to like get out of the ready position and uh, make these quick movements with a, with a hip implant is uh, not very easy. And it's only been three and a half months, but he's been working pretty hard. So he's. Um, it's just, if it, if it can pull up um, after about, you know, a week stretch of um, testing it pretty hard, if he can not be sore, that's what we're looking for. So, but he's excited. I mean, he's, he's, he's ready to go down under. I mean, he's, He's been itching to get back out there since um, from Madrid, since he went down with with the hip. So it's it's good. It's good to see.
0: What about the uh, the, the non-physical? I mean, what? Um, it's been it's been an interesting year for you guys. How how's the the sort of the telepathy the part of this? Yeah, I was like I was gonna go even deeper than uh, chemistry. How's how's your twin telepathy thing going?
1: Pretty good. I mean, um, we've. I mean, we've chatted a lot, you know, he's been really supportive when he's been watching a ton of the matches. And, you know, I call him um, right after every match and we, and we go through it. And, um, you know, he seems like he's, he's in a good place. I mean, he's, he's um, you know, I think he's really motivated to try to like have a great end to the career. You know, he wants to get back out there and I'm, I'm still really motivated. So I think we want to, you know, get back um, and just have a good run to, to finish the career and, you know, like we uh, we just got to get back out there and do the thing again because it's it's been a while. I mean, I've been playing the Deuce court now. I'm going back to the ad, and um, but you know, so far, I mean, we're we're still we're still getting along really well. <laughs> you know, that's that's the main thing. You know, just being uh, best friends again, and um, you know, because we're going to share a lot of time on the tour. So um, I, I think we we got that. You know, that that kind of uh, went away. I thought for you know a few years, I thought we were struggling with. Um, You know, kind of the the twin bond um, that was that was actually hurting for a while. So I think we're we're stronger than ever. He's been really um, really supportive of me, so that's that's been great. So
0: I'll I'll link this on this podcast. I I don't know, maybe it was like six or seven years ago. I I did a long story on you guys, and the day before I saw you, I I can't even remember what happened, but uh, you basically you got in a fight over food at a food court. I, th- I think he was like eating shrimp and the, the tail f- <laughs> flicked over and hit you. And that led to, uh, and next- you flip the glasses off his face. And next thing you know, you guys are like brawling in a
1: food yeah. court. Oh yeah.
0: And-, and by the time I saw yeah, you the next yeah. day, you were, you were back to being, uh, you know, I, th- I think that lasted about 10, 10 minutes and then you were back. But, um, do you, you guys still, <laughs> you guys still have we your still disputes have the- as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of, of course. I mean, um, uh- we actually had one yesterday, you know, we, we had a long day, we we're doing a photo shoot. Um, you know, it was about an eight hour photo shoot. We we're driving back up and, you know, he, he had his phone out and he had these, uh, these expenditures that I, that I owed him. so he's like, you owe me nine eighty-one. 81. I want you to Venmo, Venmo me. <laughs> um, and you know, I had my list, we went back and forth and, uh, you know, it got, it got pretty heated. Um, you know, and then, you know, I checked into the hotel, I moved out of the house and I checked into the hotel, but then we, you know, we talked about it, you know, and and now, uh, you know, today was fine. We had, you know, we had breakfast, lunch, probably gonna have dinner. Um, that's just the way it works with twins. You know, sometimes you hate each other's guts, but then, um, you know, a couple of minutes later, you're best friends. Um, but yeah, those aren't, those aren't going anywhere. We're going to still have those. Uh, it doesn't matter for 40 that, that, uh, kind of sibling rivalry thing. That's not going anywhere.
0: I love it. I, um, I'm curious what last year, well, I mean, having said that,
1: what was last year like? I mean, you, um, I mean, it, it started off great. I mean, Bob and I kind of had a resurgence. Uh, we, you know, we, we, wrote, wrote down our goals at the beginning of the year. And we, you know, we put some lofty goals to, you know, kind of win some slams again and be number one. Um, and we were we were doing everything, you know, right. You know, working hard going to the gym and then we had the success on the court, which is great because it had been a while. And, um, and then, you know, Bob goes down with the hip and, you know, I'm kind of in limbo. Um, and he, he told me to actually stay out there. You know, he, he thought he was coming back. Um, you know, he was, he was like taking it week by week. So I played the French with query, went over there, played, uh, one with here, tiny, then grabbed Jack, um, had some success, but still thought Bob was coming back. um, and then, you know, went down with the surgery, you know, and then, you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to finish the year strong with, with Jack, um, which, you know, it's obviously way more um, meaningful playing with Bob and, you know, having your best friend day in and day out on the road, to share all those uh, practices and matches um, with, it's, um, there's nothing like it. I mean, Jack was, that was an unbelievable partnership and um, really cool to play with him because you know, we were kind of a little bit. We were friends, but we were rivals. We were playing them, you know, on tour a lot in some big matches. Um, so to join forces with him um, was was really cool. I mean, the guy's an unbelievable talent, um, can do an ama- amazing thing. So it took a little while to to mesh. You know, to um, you know try try to figure out the <laughs> the game plan with a guy stay on the baseline. I've never played um, with a guy that stays back on everything and just wings forehands. Um, and so, yeah, it ended up working out. Um, you know, would I, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I, I completely love playing without Bob. I mean, I think that's why we've been out here for so, so right. long is because um, we do it together and it's, you know, it's, it's a family affair. Um, you know, so, so winning some of these titles was, was amazing, but it, it doesn't quite feel the same. It kind of feels um, like there's something missing um you know you know jack and i win it we, we fly to different cities but bob and i would always have that uh, title to share with, you know go home and talk about it and put the trophies up next to each other you know so it's um uh, you know looking back it was an amazing year it was it was cool to hit number one again at 40 which i you know was really surprised that i didn't think really had, deep down i didn't didn't know if i'd actually do it you know again um but yeah it's it, uh you know it's been a whirlwind you know it's it's it's, but it's it now it's cool to have bob back out there and we had our first real practice today and it was it was it was fun just doing all of our drills again and and seeing how um you know the smile on his face and trying to get that twin energy strong before before the aussie (laughs) what 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 do you think um i
0: i I hate to do this to you but but go ahead and i'll I'll ask you to speak for your brother What, what do you think bob went through watching you win majors with another partner
1: I mean uh, I, I gotta put myself um, in his shoes and if if I was watching him win along yeah right, you know, how would you feel how I'd react I mean um, I mean you have to really love your brother and be <laughs> i mean twin twins are different i mean twins <laughs> it, it feels like a part of you right. winning the tournament and you're you're so supportive of your twin, but you know maybe after the you know when I won the open, you know Wimbledon he was super happy but saw me win the open and then the world tour finals. Uh, and you know, he, he still, I don't know if he's faking it really well, but he's, uh, it looks like he's genuinely happy. Um, but like, I don't know how I would be, man. I, it, it's just, it's just tough to be, um, you know, watching all your brother go out to war without you when you've been doing it for the last 20 years, um, you know, and every day. Um, but he, I think he really enjoyed being home with the family. You know, he, he uh, he got to take his kids to school every day. You know, he had, he's never had six months in one spot. You know, so right, he right. he uh um, was a great dad and um, yeah. I you, you got to ask him. Uh, I mean, he's he uh, he he's been the best. You know, he's, it's been great. Like he's the first one to, to call when I get back to the locker room, and he he actually has some joy in his voice. But um, it's weird
0: though. I mean, for for you too though. I'm I'm hearing you say it's it's a considerably different experience to, to win majors with. A partner X than with with yeah. your twin and brother. It's it's about yeah. more than the tennis.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm just so close with Bob. I mean, the the feeling goes away pretty quick. Um, you know, like winning with Jack was was amazing, and you have that that rush. But then, you know, the, the next day you you know you're flying off, and and it's kind of uh, it's kind of wearing off. You can look back and you know kind of appreciate those 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 moments. But um, you know, it's it's just. Once you've been doing it with with some guy and you're in a part of you for so long, it's just um, that's just the most natural thing to do. I mean, it's it's great winning and all, but to to kind of see your brother, you feel bad too. You know, you, there's, it's a little bittersweet. You know, right. you you, right. you feel bad for Bob. You know, I don't want to pull away in titles and <laughs> and translate. You want to do it together. You know, or a package deal. Uh, <laughs> that's what. You know, that's what we've been doing. That's what you since, signed you up know, for. Forever. I, uh, God, it's it's
0: yeah. uh, it's really, a, it's it's such a fascinating relationship. I mean, the other thing that I always said, and I, I, I don't want to go too far down the twin road because I feel like at some level that diminishes the fact that you're both really, really good tennis players and it's more than just chemistry and bonds. I mean, you're hitting the ball well and you're serving well and in, in a vacuum, you're both yeah. great players. But I always thought one of the real advantages to your partnership was that you guys could get pissed off at each other. You You had, I remember you guys told me one story where, one of you hit the other in, in the, what do we say? Genitals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with the butt yeah, of the yeah, racket yeah. on a changeover. Yeah. And I'm thinking if that's any other partnership, they're either fighting or one of them's walking off the court in the middle of the match. And you guys like are basically having a fight yeah. during a 90-second changeover. How did you deal with friction and tension with a partner who you didn't have that kind of relationship with?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the one thing about playing with another partner is, is there's none of that, uh, you know, that negativity, you know, like Bob and I are, we, we feel free to say anything we want. You know, I, I could, he can miss a ball and sometimes it slips out. I just say, okay, man, uh, that backhand was terrible. Or like, he'll, he, he knows how to go uh, below the belt. He knows exactly um, how to push my buttons and all my insecurities. So he'll tell me um, exactly what I don't want to hear, you know? And, and, we we've had some you know the the highs are higher but the lows are way lower um you know we had it at the aussie open where he he almost <laughs> knocked me out you know we, luckily no one caught it on camera but um he uh he swung and he connected which <laughs> no one um With a punch? no one picked it up but i was i was on the ground I was, yeah which uh and and he never apologized he's like yeah i i, I said if you were, if you touch me I'm gonna knock you out so it's but um, literally, yeah, <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't do that with Jack
0: Sock, I'm guessing.
1: It. No, no, with with Jack, I mean, um, you know, it's just all it's all positive. You know, we only played eight tournaments. It was it was kind of we we're still in the honeymoon phase. Everything was fresh, um, you know, exciting, and um, you know, my role was just to keep him level because he's got so much talent and, and firepower. But um, he can go through these kind of these waves where. He's uh, playing unreal and then, you know, his attention can get distracted. So I was just, uh, you know, trying to be super supportive and he likes to highlight, you know, he goes for the the hardest shot on the court (laughs) and, uh, you know, I just tell him to stay free. And, and, you know, he he goes out there and and just, he kind of almost um, really doesn't care. He goes out there with just this free mentality and, um, I mean, that's, that was kind of cool to, to have because Bob and I are so focused and professional and, and we take it so seriously. It was just kind of like a little bit less pressure, um, you know, playing with Jack, which, which was, you know, which was cool. It's cool to see, but you know, like I, I just love the routines and, and, and doing it with Bob because um, you know, just being together all throughout the day in the gym and, and well, I would show up and, you know, Jack would be at the practice court and we we'd hook up. But other than that, you know, he's doing his own thing. So it's, um, but, I mean, to, to go out there and do it alone was, was also kind of cool to get your, you know, sort of your own identity because um, we've always been the Brian bros, you right, know, forever. Right. And, and you, you and know, you've never to, really to fought the-
0: that. I, I always thought you, you guys were always, you, you guys never really fought to be like, hey, wait, I'm Mike. When, when people, no, I mean, no, you, you, you were I okay mean, as a package deal. You, you didn't try to clear your throat yeah, and announce I, yourself and, and differentiate yourself.
1: No, no. I mean, we're we're always um, together, you know, in eating together or whatever, you know. Right. Like I, I, didn't really even get to know most of these players because Bob was my built-in best friend. And I would I talk to, and we'd just be going around the tour together. So now, you know, I'm I'm out on tour alone, and you know, and and I'm doing you know interviews alone now. Like <laughs> this is this is kind of a first, and then, you know, like just um, I got my own coaching, my own coaches to work on my game, and just. Figure out kind of my own identity and who, who I really am because you know when you're when you're a package deal you, you kind of lean on your brother he leans on you and your your personalities mesh um, but yeah this uh it, it was kind of good you know it it, it might have been kind of a blessing in, in disguise uh, but you know uh, I'm ready I'm ready to get That's the the BB train going yeah.
0: I um wait, I got a um I heard a crazy rumor did deny or uh, confirm or deny this one. You and your brother might be yeah. coaching Jack Sock and have some sort of a advisory relationship with him now, even though obviously he's not playing doubles with you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a rumor. I mean, not no, because, I mean, he, he threw it out there just when we were on, on tour. You know, he, he's always looking for a guy to, to travel with him. Right. And, um, you know, he said if Bob couldn't come back, um, you know, would you want to just take care of some day-to-day stuff, um, oversee – Um, some matches where, you know, Mark Knowles or Mark Wolf, you know, Mike Wolf, they don't come out, you know, so he was going to maybe come down to Florida and and train a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of, um, that, that fell to the wayside, you know, Bob and I are just, you know, way too busy, um, you know, doing, doing our thing. We got, you know, we got events, we got some too much stuff on our plate where we couldn't really devote, you know, if I wanted, if I was going to do it, I was going to do it, you know, I wanted to do it full and, and try to help him as much as I can. Um, you know, and, and, and try to give all the input, you know, everything that I know. I mean, I'd have to restudy the <laughs> Cayman singles. But um, it, it, was, it was kind of it was nice of him to, to ask. But, um, you know, we've become really tight on on tour. Um, but he's, uh, he's you know, I think he's actually looking for, you know, a guy to, to travel. Because Mark Knowles, um, he's just too busy with right. family and everything. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. Someone told me that,
1: and I said, really? These-
0: Mike's ranked number one in the world and they're they're trying to, you know, get the band back together and win more majors and they're gonna spend <laughs> yeah. their spend their dead yeah. hours uh scouting Jack Sox next opponent. They said, No, 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 it's it's like an advisory <laughs> role. So All right, I'll I'll ask him about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: we, we uh we actually we tried a little bit in Al Capuco, you know, like um and it's it's just too many hours of the day, you know, um, you know, practices and watching matches and yeah, and scout it's just he I mean he's potentially a top ten singles guy and he needs a, a full-time horse in his camp, um, you know, doing doing everything for him, you know, and and just overseeing his ship. So, um, what's yeah, what's he uh,
0: what's he ranked a year from now?
1: I think he can go top ten. I mean, he's you think he can get back? Just being with him, just being with him day to day. I've just seen his athletic ability, his talent, um, his competitiveness. He's he's got all the tools. He just needs to probably button up a few of the um daily routines and and you know um i think that just comes down to um a little bit more dedication just you know like at 40 you have to kind of do everything right you know you got to get sleep you got to you got to stretch you got you know and i, I think um he kind of saw everything i was doing you know I, I work on my body so much i work on the mind i work, I work on the diet and and you know i think he could um do what like Novak did and, 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 you know, Novak really went into every aspect of his life to, to play his best tennis. And um, you know, that, that's kind of what it takes. It takes like a 24 hour um, dedication, you know, it's, you know, it's having fun, but it's also, um, you know, doing, doing everything. You got to do everything right. If if you play a long three or five set match and you end up losing it, you know, you still got, you still got to cool down and stretch because that will, impact right. your body, you right. know, for the next tournament or, you know, so, um, I mean, I think that's just what he needs to button up. And, um, I mean, he actually played a really good tournament in Paris, you know, to make the quarters, um, over there, he was, he was playing really well. I mean, I saw his game kind of turn around. He, um, he, you know, he played TM really tough in the quarters, but I mean, he, has got, he's got the weapons in the game to, to compete with anyone. Um, you know, maybe get in a little bit better shape, so he can go the distance in some of the three, three or five-set matches. Um, but yeah, he, he's—I don't he's not going anywhere on, on the single story. I mean, he's going to be around for for a long time and win some big ones.
0: You don't have to play—you uh, got to play best out of five, but you don't have to play out the uh, the last set anymore.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: did, nice. Yeah, did you yeah, did yeah. you uh, did did you see what Australia's putting on the table now?
1: No. What, what's the latest?
0: Um. What is the latest Jamie? It, it just it changed in the last like a uh, few hours. But uh, it's it's a it's it's different from Wimbledon but kind of similar. It's uh hold on, Okay. I'll, I'll look it up right now. A there was I yeah, like, it's I don't know, 10 we- it was a, a 10 point uh, super tiebreaker. It, it it just changed literally uh, this afternoon. So uh That's but, pretty cool But anyway, breaker, I mean basically 10 it's, point it's I mean the one thing that's wild now is that um all four majors, yeah, it's going to be a, a super tiebreaker at 6 all in the final sets. How do we feel about okay.
1: that? Okay, yeah. I, um, I like that. I mean, the 10 points, a little bit less luck. Um, you know, a 7-point breaker at that high level, it's, it's a coin flip. I mean, 10-point breakers, uh, you know, longer sample size, so it's a little bit less luck. But, yeah, I, I like that. Um, you know, let's, let's decide the match. Uh, when it goes that deep, it's good to just get a winner and get someone off the court so they can have a chance for the next round. And, and you know, and the fans can see kind of a finish line, and you know, like it, it's tough on the fan. I, I yeah, would
0: say, exactly.
1: You know, as a fan to sit in the sun for for that long, I mean, for five six hours, it's just you wouldn't go to a you know a movie for that long or a concert or you know like. But John Isner just, plays wears, Kevin yeah. Anderson,
0: and we're uh, we're strapping in. No, I, th- I think your other point is is really well taken too. It, it just it wrecks you for the next round. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, oh, Kevin yeah, Anderson yeah. had I mean, nothing I, for I was, that
0: final. No, no offense yeah. to him.
1: I was talking to Kevin, and he he couldn't sleep that night. He he started his feet were so sore. That he had to you know have his trainer come into his room at 4:30 in the morning, massage his feet. You know he was just he was just so beat up, and and he was so anxious about not being able to even take the court for the final that you know he was just a wreck. I was gonna say at least at least it's not
0: your first Wimbledon final. Also, uh, you you know you yeah, perfect yeah. condition, and you still would have a rough night sleeping. Um, True. Yeah. What. Uh, well, I I want to ask you one more question about Sock, which is when you see a singles guy come and make that kind of an impact and finish the year with, with two majors, you, you guys, I don't know if that's still the case. You you were always very gracious, I thought, about, hey, if, if Roth and Roger want to play doubles, like, we welcome that. Um, the flip side, yeah. someone, someone could say, listen, doesn't doubles get diminished when a guy like Jack Sock, who's, yeah, he's talented and athletic, but he hasn't made this his life's work and – He's, he's very reluctant yeah. to even describe himself as a specialist, walks out of here with two majors. Where, where are you with singles guys uh, coming in and having success now?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, I mean, we, we love singles guys to, to play, especially the top guys, you know, it just makes doubles bigger. Um, the, the fans love it. It puts more notoriety. I mean, having Jack, you know, jump in these slams and, and win them. I mean, it, I think it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, hopefully some singles guys see it and, and they'll, they'll play more of the slam. I mean, Jack's, he's always played, um, doubles, you know, he won Wimbledon in 2014. He's always been a a great doubles player. And he, he actually, he loves it. He plays every week. He's, he's one of the only guys that plays week in and week out. Um, and you know, he likes to play with his buddies and, um, it's still not his, um, his number one, you know, it's, it's singles. I mean, he, he, um, he kind of only worries about like, he was a little bit depressed after he had such a bad year and, um, I'm like, dude, you've had an unreal year in doubles. I mean, most guys would die to have your singles and your doubles. He's like, no, man, it's just my singles has been terrible. I got, I got to get it going. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's. Uh, you're okay with that? I mean, That's not.
0: I, uh, I failed math, but I got an A in Woodshop. shop. Eh, That's not the same, Dad. I mean, you, uh, you're, you're okay yeah, that he felt that I mean, way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I could, I could see it from his perspective. I mean, he's. He's always had that primary goal of trying to, to be a top singles guy. And, and once you've tasted success and been top ten and, you know, won a master Series and gone to the Masters uh, Cup and made right, the semis right, and beat right. all these guys, like, it's just that, you know, you, you've tasted success and uh, you want it again. Um, I mean, once he looks back on his career, he's going to really appreciate winning the slams. And and, Dell and he, he won the gold medal and mixed it. You know, he's always going to be a, a gold medalist, um, <laughs> whatever it is. They just a- announced Jack Sock. Um, gold medalists it, it they, they don't say mixed doubles you know <laughs> it's like right, right. Um, so he's, he's got a lot of accolades in, in the doubles and um, which is really cool and I, I mean I think deep down um, I think he's it, it kind of lessened the blow of, of a bad singles year you know it, it I mean he was pretty happy I, I went out a couple nights with him after some of these he was he, he had a big smile on his face so um, yeah he, he's you know, he, he's worried about his singles. He didn't want to drop outside the top hundred. He wanted to get straight in the Aussie Open. Um, he did that in Paris, and right. and you know, it was kind of big, big relief. You know, he didn't want to go have to play challengers and quality. He would have you
0: know? won that wild card. Any, I mean, would have
1: gotten that US yeah. wild card
0: anyway. But um, yeah, I think. What is so he? One oh seven though, man. That's that's a big number.
1: Um, he definitely w- waited waited for a long time to <laughs> to make a run because without <laughs> Paris, it could have yeah, exactly. been ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the um, so
0: I want to uh, watch this transition here from, from one Jack to another. Uh, mm. I saw, I saw on Instagram, you you did the, uh, you did the Jack Nicholas event again this year. Yeah. Is that an annual thing? Yeah. So
1: what? Yeah. Second annual.
0: Yeah. yeah what's the, uh, tell us about it. I, I, I had a photo of all the, yeah, I saw Roddick was there. It looked like, yeah, what, yeah. what a, what a we, great event.
1: Um, yeah. We, we um, invite a bunch of ams to come play tennis with, you know, our buddies. We, we had a great lineup this year. You know, Roddick came in, Sloan Stevens, you know, uh, Milos Rionic. Kevin we had a great lineup. So it's a pro-am the first day at Jack's house on his uh, three beautiful grass courts. And these grass courts are immaculate. They're like Wimbledon. Um, you know, w- William's really sisters intimate. prepare
0: that. You know that, right? Venus and Serena, yeah, like, yeah. don't play tune-ups anymore yeah. They go to Jack Nichols' house.
1: Yeah, he's got three of them. He's he's lived in this house for 50 years, and he's had these grass courts there for 50 years. But he's got a, a grounds crew that rivals (laughs) Wimbledon. And, um, he absolutely loves tennis. You know, he's been to some of the majors and he supported Bob and I. So, um, it was actually Bob and, um, he had a meeting, um, you know, a year and a half ago. And I said, let's, let's try to, um, do something together. And he's, he raises millions and millions for, um, the Nicholas hospitals, but he wanted to help our foundation out, which helps um, kids with tennis and education. And, so we partnered, and it, it's cool. I don't think there's really an event like it. With the tennis one day, then the golf, and he gets great golfers like Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and these guys. So the AM's gonna play uh, tennis with some pros, and the next day they're gonna play a round of golf, and then there's you know dinner, and it's, it's all really cool because it's uh, just at Jack's place, and and then the uh, golf set is Bears Club, and it was it was a great event. We um, so we're doing it again next year.
0: Man, I'm looking here, Francis Gaston Gaudio. Hey, not not to be. Uh... Yeah. Not to be yeah, too vulgar here, but could, man, that's a great. Invite me next year. That's a great story, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, yeah. Dan Berger. Yeah,
1: I mean the, the pros are really supportive, and you know, like it's it's the off season, and and no one really wants to to waste a day of the off season. But Sloan came in on a red eye from Hawaii, one hour sleep, and and played the whole day. Uh, Milos came in from the can, Bahamas. Can I tell you? Can I stop Andy, you there and say?
0: Can I stop yeah. you and say co- coming in from yeah. Hawaii? Coming in from Hawaii. For Red Eye to go play yeah. golf and tennis at Jack Nicklaus's house probably doesn't trigger waves of sympathy, yeah. but good for Sloan, good effort nonetheless. Um, it,
1: was, it was a good effort because, you know, she flew all the way to Florida. She actually got sick right after the event because she was so worn down. She had to go to the hospital, <laughs> so I feel really bad. But, yeah, it's we had Jamie, in, edit um, that out. <laughs> yeah, Gallio okay? had a— um, He hadn't hit a ball for a long time. We had to get him a racket, some shoes, and some clothes, you know, because he hasn't hit for so long. But, yeah, it was a a great lineup.
0: Um, So, so wait, uh, I'm going to look this up right now. Gaston Gaudio is older or younger than Bob and Mike Bryan, and he is – you want to guess?
1: Right on. He's younger. Right on. I mean, I had to ask him. I I thought he was younger, but we're – we're the same age group. We're we're seventy eight, oh, so we're he, both we're both forty. He turns uh um, I was gonna
0: say he turns forty. So Gass and Gadio is younger than you and, and doesn't have tennis clothes. uh age, no, he, age forty is uh how, how are you how are you feeling about age forty?
1: I'm actually feeling pretty good at age forty. I mean I've I've done a lot for for the body to keep it, you know, to get the longevity, you know I've I'm kind of like a biohacker. I just figure out exactly what works for me, what diet, what supplements. You know, I'm I'm a little bit crazy. Bob makes fun of me, you know. But um, I'm actually feeling better than right now than I did at 25. At 25, my my hips were a little screwed up. You know, I had arthritis. They wanted to do surgery. They wanted to do Bob surgeries on me. At 25, really? so I've really kind of rehab my hips, and you know, I I do a bunch of bunch of stuff in um, in the gym, and you know, I'm always working on my body. So. You know, that's probably, you know, added up to a couple of extra years, you know. Take him. You know, 10 years ago, no one thought anyone could even play this long. I was just um, working out with Ellis Ferreira, and he retired at 33, and he was ancient Right. Um, right. at 33. So it's, it's been pretty – I think maybe the format, um, playing a two sets and a breaker, also it's just less time on court. Maybe that added some longevity to these guys' careers. You know, Nestor just retired at forty-six.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for forty-six, you can bridge that to Social Security. I'm, I'm thinking you're you're hacking your body. And Bob's like, uh, you know, Bob Bob's eating GoGurt and he's picking the extra fries off his kids' plate, like all uh,
1: parent, parents parents I mean, do. He, and you're he still, uh, hasn't, still hasn't not bought into um, my type of lifestyle. I mean, he takes the kids to Mickey D's and Taco Bell, and um, yeah, he he's never stretched a day in his life. You know, he no. just doesn't want to waste the time to do it. <laughs> um, so he's only work, covering work, work. the uh,
0: he's only got the ad court. You know, you know, I got I got to uh, I want to stop you because I got I want to give you guys credit. I, you know, one thing that you've uh, both of you guys did that I I always thought was really cool when they initiated and instituted these changes to scoring. Whenever it was, I mean, this was like eight eight ten years ago. You you guys were pretty vocally opposed to it, and both yeah. of you guys have said, "Listen, we were wrong." Like t- tip of the cap. This has extended our career. The matches, yeah, every now and then you get a little bit of a shotgun match and a guy hits a lucky shot and it, it's too bad that it's a shootout. But overall, the better team prevails. You, you guys really, and, and I thought it was very big of you, you guys really yeah. kind of very publicly reversed your stance. You're you're okay with these formats now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, back, back then, I think it was maybe 2005, um, when they brought the changes, I mean, we were – opposed to we were number one and, you know, having great years, we didn't want to change anything, you know, and we thought it would bring an element of luck, you know, there's there's times where we win, you know, 15 to 20 more points, but still lose the match. That would, I I doubt that would ever happen in singles. Um, And, and the margins are so fine in doubles where, you know, you play just one loose game and uh, you know, the first game of the match. And, and then you, you lose the first set and you're, you're playing a breaker for the third. So, Um, it's added maybe a little bit of like stress, but if you look at the whole sample of the year, um, still the best teams are are up there. Um, you'll have some frustrating ones where you're, you'll fly all the way to Asia and you'll um, lose a heartbreaker where you thought Mm -hmm. you outplayed a team and, um, you're on a flight the next day looking at the stats and you're like, wow, we did outplay them. We, we did win 10, 15 more points, but we we end up losing a breaker, you know? So you have those, but it, it has shuffled itself out, and I think it has been better for the game. I think fans like it; they like seeing the, you know, the, that super breaker. It's it's made it shorter, so the singles guys can jump in and play more often. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a good thing. I mean, it's it's uh, it could be yeah stressful. But I no, but I, you know? I think
0: uh, <laughs> no, and I, th- I think honestly, when you see guys playing into their 40s, maybe this is a reason. But I I always thought it was. Um I always thought it showed a lot of character that you guys were both like. Listen, we were skeptical, and now we're we we've bought in. Um, Let me. We're we're almost at our uh, at our wrap here. Tell me. Tell first of all, take this wherever you want. Go as 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 in depth or not in depth as you want. But give give people. So where where sort of where would you say you are in your in personal life now? I mean, how do you how do you describe yourself? Go again. You take take this wherever you want. But but what's what's going on with you?
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm at actually a happy place. I. um... You know, last year was kind of a tough time. It, it, You know, at the end of the year, you know, I was going through a divorce, um, you know, and it, it was it was a strain. I mean, it, it's not an easy time. And, um, you know, we also were, you know, having a tough time, Bob and I, we, we weren't getting along. Kind of our, our families were a little bit split. You know, I was on the, you know, the West Coast, East Coast, felt like our, you know, we couldn't really spend a lot of time just because there's a lot of friction there. Um, and then, you know, got got divorced and um met a great great woman and um it's it's been it's been a great amazing year we we traveled i've been um going non-stop i've i've uh when i'm off the tour i've been also just trying to um, live life to the fullest and been going on (laughs) vacations And you know i've i've hit you know so many new cities i went to like marrakesh on an off week i went to i just got back from iceland i went you know down to necker island you know tulum mexico so just been having a blast, you know, just trying to get out and about, and and um, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's probably been the best year of my life, you know. Really? Um, and I, I think you have to kind of be happy to play well on the court, and, you know, I'm, I'm really happy in my personal life, and that's kind of translated to, to good tennis, and you, you just, I don't know, you just play better, you have more energy. <laughs> you know, like, the, the last few years when things weren't going great in, in my relationship, you know, I, I just felt like I was just a little bit more down, and you know, I'd be taking a break point, and I, you know, it's just tough to focus. And and uh, Bob could sense it, and you know, that's that was kind of breaking our our energy to pieces. But now it's been a complete, you know, 180. It's been it's been amazing, and um, you know, it's that's uh, yeah, that's 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 it in a nutshell. It's just I'm just a lot happier than I was, and and so it it makes me kind of appreciate the tour and. And I bring um, Nadia, who's from New York. Uh, she, she comes out with me, and and she's experiencing the tour from fresh eyes, and she she loves it, and, and and so that's what's keeping me kind of going and and wanting to play. You know, it's 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 so fresh for her and, and exciting to her too. Um, and she's been so supportive. It's 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 been a, a nice turnaround from from about a year ago. You know, it's, it all happened around this time last year.
0: Re- reassure me, and I, I say this from the point of view of a writer, but. Uh... Reassure me, you can appreciate how rich a story this is narratively. That these these two guys—they were, they were born two minutes apart. Now they're at different points in their lives, but they're reuniting at age forty and still trying. I mean, can can you step outside this and and recognize what a remarkable story this is? Huh.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we thought we were inseparable, and you know, we thought we there there would be nothing that could break up the bond, but it it just um, it kind of disintegrated with our, our personal lives um you know not aligning and and then you know that there was just some dark years where we just both weren't having fun we'd be staying in the same hotel but we'd never see each other we wouldn't be sharing meals together and um that's kind of what gave us the edge over most teams is that we were just we felt like one when we we're on the court we're like a two-headed monster you know um and then we we lost that I was you know not in a happy place and And then, you know, it all came full circle and and now we're kind of back. Bob's coming back from an injury and and hopefully we can have a great last chapter. I mean, that's,
0: that's what we want to do. Great story. Um, All right. I'm going to say you and Bob, uh, you you did this to a draw, but. uh, Okay. That was great. It was, uh, it's, it's it's always a pleasure. And um, again, I I say this objectively, it's, it's a great story, but um, best, best to you guys. You've, hold ahead of your brother in majors and i suspect he may never catch you but uh if you can get a few more together uh you you both win so uh
1: thanks for having me luck, on John. i appreciate it all right buddy see you in australia
0: take care see you buddy okay
1: see you down
0: under bye all right thanks to uh thanks to mike for a great conversation uh number one ranked doubles player in the world he will try and sustain that ranking but with a new partner a familiar one though his brother bob uh Jamie, I don't know if you have you had the experience of. Uh, I remember you heard Bob last year, but have you had the experience of speaking to these guys?
2: I have actually. I talked with them when they were here for the U.S. Open. Uh, I guess it was this year, this year or the previous. Oh right, year. when they
0: did the uh, the event in the basement here.
2: Yes, right. but also at a different event. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So we actually took a selfie together. It was there was a lot going on sure. there. Um. But they're great. They're awesome when they're together, but they are equally as awesome when they are separate as we've shown on this podcast. So. i got to
0: tell you, they, I mean, I'm dating myself, but this first time I talked to them must have been 20 years ago when they were first, they came out of Stanford and they, everyone made their twin jokes and double twins and wonder twin power. And it was this easy story and we all took advantage of it. <laughs> they have remained as cool and gracious and accessible and they've had a lot of success. I mean, these guys are to doubles what you know Federer and Serena are to singles, and yet they are thoroughly familiar. They've and been like, through a lot, huh?
2: I like your point about how they operate as the Bryan brothers, and they're totally cool with that. But then uh, they're also okay, kind of developing their own thing, but they never push that, um, which is interesting because when you have twins, you always. They always try and push away yeah, exactly. the, the duo, and they always want to be their own individual. Assert yourself. Differentiate yeah. yourself. Um, but they really never were like that. Maybe it's because of the nature of doubles.
0: They used to joke. I mean, they, they would go on the road. They'd share an ATM card. They shared a car. They would share a hotel I think room. They, they shared a Twitter account. They shared a Twitter account. I mean, the rumor that uh, they, they have a disagreement with some family members about whether toothbrush was included in the list of common items. But these guys, they said, listen, if Bob, they said to me once, if Bob ever got married, I'd have to like build a zip line so I could still see him. And we talked about how this was a while ago. We talked about how hard it must be to be in a relationship with them because it's almost like no matter what happens, there was still going to be someone else other than your spouse who they were going to be closer to. And clearly that's changed. I mean, clearly the dynamics of their relationship are quite different now and, Bob has three kids, and uh, Mike's going to Iceland and to Tulum. But um, they are going back out there at uh, age 40, and I think we are going to, I, mean, I think – I always said this about Serena. Um, we all knew the story, and yet Venus and Serena still is the most underrated sports story today. I'm not sure this one isn't up there uh, as well. but um, They're was...
2: good sports about it, too. I think they, they don't – Really ever try to make it seem like they're not twins, or they, you know, as much as apparently they dislike each other at times, they really embrace the brotherly love. So uh, I, I was, I thought it was interesting to hear about um, how he dealt with having a new partner, and he said, "Well, I have to put myself in Bob's shoes right, if that right, was right, me." Right. Um, so I thought that was an interesting response. I, I didn't realize how different they were in terms of Mike being so focused on healthy eating and all of that and Bob being the complete opposite.
0: Well, the other, I mean, at one point, uh, and, and again, this is I, I didn't want to make Bob answer for his brother and buy into this, uh, this relationship that we're now trying to rail against. But, um, I mean, at one point, I think Bob was not far from saying it's been a great career, and I think Mike wanted to continue. It's interesting, and I don't know if it was a function of taking time off and having an injury and maybe recognizing how much the sport meant, meant to you i don't know how much of it might have been watching your brother still win these majors but um i you know i a few years ago it looked like this partnership was dwindling and good on them they were in their late 30s and again one of them was married with children and see you at newport at the hall of fame and now it seems like bob is uh reinvigorated um i mean i also think i, I wish i had in front of me the stats on twins are really remarkable i think a lot of it is in vitro fertilization, but the proportion of twins has just skyrocketed. Uh, again, I think a lot of that owes to technology. Um, I think their experience. I mean, I think they they have a second career. Uh, really talking about this this twin dimension because it's something that I mean they That's have right. these crazy stories about how they both call each other a lot of times. They'll be on different sides of the country and they will call each other simultaneously because they will both have the urge to call the. I mean, there's some that creepy. There's some wacky, wacky stuff.
2: And can they'll have the you same a, dreams. Can I tell you a secret? Tell me a secret. I think, or my parents think, that I was supposed to have a twin. Really? hmm
0: I did not expect you would say that. <laughs> what What makes them uh, suspect? There was,
2: um, like, when... My mom gave birth. There was like oh, really? physical oh, evidence oh, that there oh, could oh. have been a twin, but it did not survive, or whatever the case was. Um, but it's a running joke in my family that they would not be able to survive if there was two of me around.
0: You and your to take that uh, <laughs> e- to an even stranger place. Remember, I think it was Tyler Hamilton. Remember the cyclist who blamed the uh, his positive doping test on a vanishing twin.
2: I do remember that. Yes,
0: you've got a built-in alibi if you ever uh, have some <laughs> PED issues. But um, no, I I just think it's, this no. this twin experience is something that you and I just no, you don't won't get, get. Yeah, You'll never get it. The disputes that they have. I mean, again, they, they won Wimbledon on the night before the final. They tell the story of one of them smashed the other's guitar, and they had a fight, and they thought one might need stitches. And then 10 minutes later, they're thick as thieves, and they're winning majors. Um, not a lot of other doubles teams have that relationship.
2: No, you can go on YouTube and look up the videos of them just being like, weirdly in sync with movements on the court right right uh you know just waiting waiting for the ball things like that it's someone has there's definitely compilations of it
0: i gotta i gotta post this story because um it's one of the favorite pieces i've written and it wasn't i don't say this to brag it was all because bob and mike were so generous and so interesting but uh i remember at one point i was talking to them and i said do you guys ever like just want to be different from the other? I mean, it was at the point where these guys are in their 30s and people would say, hey, Bob, and both of them would turn around. <laughs> Did you ever want to just say, listen, I'm Mike, he's Bob, we're two different people, stop conflating us, we're not conjoined twins, stop conjoining us in your head? And they both looked at me like I asked them if they wanted to you know, quit tennis and go be short order cooks. I mean, it was the strangest question to them. Um, I think from a marketing standpoint, it's probably helped them. And they, you know, a lot of times they w- wear the same attire and everyone, again, has their cute twin pun. But I think this is something that goes much deeper. And I think that it's great that uh, they are finishing their careers together. I mean, I, I also think we, we've all sort of glossed over this, but it's a little strange to win two straight majors, you know, seven fingers in prize money, get back to number one and say, yeah, I'm ditching my partner for a 40-year-old who's who's coming off an injury. Um it doesn't sound like a whole lot of uh doesn't sound like that was a particularly difficult decision for uh, Mike to make. But oh, it, it's a little to, strange. We might have to
2: get Jack Sock on here for some uh, feedback on how yeah, he feels. I, I
0: would hope that they would say, listen, happy to play with you, but just so you know, if Bob's healthy, he's right. my guy. But, um, yeah, not not often do you win back-to-back majors and uh, ditch dit your—whatever Jack is—28-year-old partner for, uh, for a 40-year-old coming off a hip injury. But anyway, great to— uh, Great to see the Bryans back. We will uh, have a new guest before the end of the year. I can't guarantee it's next week, but we've got uh, a couple of guests that we are working on. But uh, as for now, thank you so much to uh, Mike Bryan. Always good talking with uh, both Brian brothers. And uh, Jamie, thanks as always for your producing and your expertise. Thank you. All right. We'll do it again next week. If people were so inclined, where might they go to subscribe, listen, or leave a review to this podcast?
2: You still don't know.
0: I'm just setting you up. I'm like a doubles team. I'm giving (laughs) you a... uh, Just kidding. They
2: They can go on Apple Podcasts and they can subscribe and leave a review.
0: Good poach. All right. That does it for us. Have a good week, everyone.